When it comes to climate change, it's easy to focus on national and international actions, what the big companies and the big governments should be doing. After all, it is an earthwide problem. Sustainable Contra Costa is looking at the problem on a whole different level. Let's zoom in and see what we can do as individuals right here and right now. Welcome to Linksploration Bay Area. Climate change. We look at it up, down, and sideways. We follow the links between climate change and so many other issues, and all of it with a local twist. Hi, this is Jean Rosenmeyer, and I'm your host for today's episode. Our guest today is Laura Worley with Sustainable Contra Costa. Welcome, Laura. Thanks, Jean. I appreciate it. Well, tell us about Sustainable Contra Costa and what you do and what your goal is. Sure. I appreciate that. So I am in charge of outreach for Sustainable Contra Costa to try to get as many Contra Costans involved in sustainable acts. And actually one of our mottos on our website is connecting our community to sustainable solutions. So what we found as a nonprofit is that a lot of people want to help the earth and help the climate change issue, but they don't know really what to do. So we do a lot of various things. One of our main programs is called the Cleaner Contra Costa Challenge. It's a website that's free, that's in Spanish and English, and it offers about 90 different ways you can be sustainable. And it's anything as low as, you know, taking a shorter shower or using cloth napkins instead of paper towels. My, my family calls it the paper towel challenge. We've made one roll last nine weeks with a family of five, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. And then all the way up to really big actions like installing solar or doing a heat pump heater And it gives you how-tos on doing these actions. It gives you resources if there's rebates available or contractors who specifically do that thing. And the reason this website was created is because people did research and found that up to 40% of emissions, greenhouse gas emissions, come from households. And so there's so much we can do within our own world to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And if we're all working together, we can make that happen. And that, you know, not only reducing emissions, but reducing our water usage and saving gas, almost all the actions, except for the really big ones, usually save you money. For example, if I'm only buying four rolls of paper towels a year, that's a money-saving thing right there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This website is one of the main things that we do. We also do workshops. For example, we did some water workshops with East Bay Mud and with Contra Costa Water on how to make your yard drought resistant, how to install a gray water system, which is taking the water from your laundry and having it go out to your garden to water your plants. It's a really interesting way to save some water and be very sustainable. And then we do different programs and conferences and galas. We have one coming up where we award all the sustainability heroes in our community who were nominated that year. 
but that's coming up September 19th in Pleasant Hill. Uh, it's a really good event. I almost cry every year because it's so inspirational. And we have people just submit sustainability heroes in their community or at their work. And then we have a team of judges who pick, that's, I believe, seven to 10 winners every year. And then we announce them. And we also have a, a separate category where we re- award green businesses as well. Interesting. I understand you work with young people as well. Well, we have two different programs. We have the SLEA Youth Group, which stands for Sustainable Leaders in Action. They are made up of 20 or more now, I think there's more now, uh, high school and young college students who want to work on sustainability, and they do all these amazing things. They do a newsletter that comes out bi-monthly, I believe, and they create it all themselves. They do all the graphics, they write all the articles, they research it, they put it together. They also do climate careers chats that they work on with the library system. So the library hosts video Zoom of people who work in the climate industry, and they're trying to show young people, here are all the different types of jobs you can do out there. So they interview two to three people each quarter about their job and why they like it, and it just gives youth ideas of what kind of work you could do in the future. They do advocacy. For example, one or two years ago, they did a no-drilling rally in Brentwood when they realized that Brentwood had an initiative to make an oil rig that was within, gosh, it was a short mile distances between the oil rig and schools and houses. And a few of our SLEA youth students lived there and they said, no way, we don't want this to affect our community. So they went around and sent out petitions and went door to door and got over 200 people, including the news and local government to come to this rally to say, we don't want this to happen in our community. So they're a pretty amazing group of people and we're always looking for more youth members. They do different projects every year. It kind of changes so it stays fresh. That's our youth program. And then I also go to high schools and teach a sustainability presentation in high schools that not only touches on how to reduce waste, how to recycle and compost properly, but also things that are interesting to youth, like what's going on with fast fashion and how do we try to avoid that? And what's going on with all the plastic water bottles in our world and how do we make that better? So we're, if we can get people involved young, it usually plants a seed. They stick with it. Some of them have a ripple effect to their family that changes their family's way of thinking and doing. So, yes, we work with youth as well. Well, before we go any further, I, I got to ask, uh, what is sustainability? That's a good question. That's cons- basically a really short way of saying it is maintaining and conserving our resources. So trying not to overuse things so that we run out. Is this back to reduce, reuse, recycle? Yes, that's a big part of it, but that's only with really with waste. I mean, it it affects, you know, our greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, of course. And yeah, yeah, everything else. But for me, there's four main categories. The four main areas of sustainability are energy, transportation, water, and waste. Those are all areas we can work on within our own home. Even if we're renters, you know, you can still reduce your energy. You can still work on your waste. The, the waste category is my most exciting category. I think it's something that everyone can work on. And 
it affects everybody. And the U.S. in general is considered a throwaway society where we're so used to using something one time and throwing it away. And it's a real big mind shift in saying, like, we can be different and we don't have to be that way. And you can fix things when they're broken instead of buying something brand new. We can reuse things. We can just use less. So a lot of times when I go into high schools and teach, that's the one I focus on the most because I think that's the one that youth can affect the most at this stage. They really can't pick what energy their household is using. A lot of times they can't drive. So waste is one that I focus on a lot with youth. Mm -hmm. Well, give us a few examples of stuff people can do. Okay. Yeah. So with the Cleaner Contra Costa Challenge website, we've been able to do a few really exciting things on a bigger scale. So for example, we work with cities within Contra Costa, work with the local governments. And this year, Lafayette wanted to do a competition with the two cities that they are right next to. So Arinda and Moraga. And often they're grouped together and called La Marinda because all three kind of work together. The mayor in Lafayette, it's a really fun guy. His name's Carl Enduri. He wants to leave behind a legacy of sustainability, which I loved. So he reached out and said, what can we do to make a fun climate or earth-focused competition against Arinda and Moraga? And he's like, I really want to beat them. He has a really good competitive spirit. So we put together a zero-waste challenge, and it was over six weeks in the spring around Earth Day. And each week we sent out new actions for people to take. And a lot of them were based out of the Cleaner Contra Costa Challenge. For example, the paper towel challenge that I just told you was one of them. The paper towel challenge is trying to use cloth napkins or towels instead of paper towels. Just getting your mindset that you're not throwing something away every time there's a mess. That was one of the actions we did one week. And everybody sent pictures of them doing the action. And every week we had a drawing with a winner who won a gift card from some local place in La Mirinda. Uh, another action was, for example, we did a bike repair workshop during an Earth Day event. So people brought bikes that needed easy repairs. And instead of buying a new bike or just not using it, we repaired it. And that's an example of a reuse repair. We did growing your own seeds. We found out that a lot of local libraries, including Moraga Library, has a seed garden. So you can go and request seeds. One of the challenges that I did was during this week, I want you to plant one thing. And a lot of times it's really easy for someone to plant an herb. Like mm -hmm. I love dill. And if I don't have to go to the store and pay every time I need dill, I can just get it from my garden. Oh, that yeah. makes me basil, so happy. Basil does really well. It's like, a, yes. you know, plant it and stand back because. Yeah. It's it sage. The weather. I have mm -hmm. sage in my garden that just keeps coming back without me planting it every year. Trying to get people to start a habit. And then a lot of times it's a rolling ball where things keep they want to do more habits. So that zero waste challenge was really exciting because it was six weeks. We sent out two to three actions a week. People sent in pictures of them doing the action, bringing their, uh, their pile of plastic bags, for example, to Safeway or Target stores that have specific plastic bag collections. Several people won a prize at the end of the week. And then we used the Cleaner Contra Costa Challenge leaderboard to see how many points each city earned each week. And at the end of the six weeks, we declared a winner. And actually, Moraga won the most points over the six weeks, but Lafayette won the most consecutive weeks. They won four weeks in a row. So they both kind of were winners, which was exciting. And um, <laughs> This is good. 
Yes. And both mayors of those cities were very happy and were able to brag, put it in their bragging rights. And we got a lot of citizens involved. A lot of people came to see us at workshops and said, thank you. I didn't know about that idea or I wasn't doing that already. And another thing we've done from just the summer using the Cleaner Contra Costa Challenge was a summer energy checklist. So we sent out a checklist of 20 items that were based on actions from the Cleaner Contra Costa Challenge, such as really simple things like using a fan instead of your air conditioning when it's not too, too hot outside, or switching to LEDs, installing smart power strips. And then, you know, a lot of things were for renters or homeowners. And then there were some homeowner-specific things like, could you install an electric heat pump heater? Could you insulate your floors and walls, for example. And so we sent out this with links to how to do those things. And people checked off the items they did. And at the end of August, we will close this contest. We've had over 108 people play from over 23 cities in Contra Costa. And we will choose one winner for a $50 gift card to the store of their choice from this list we have, Trader Joe's or Ace or Diablo Foods, things like that. We're able to use this website that has all of this information congregated into one spot of all these helpful things you can do in your life and do different challenges from it, which seems to, I think a lot of people in our county have a competitive spirit. And I really like that people really like doing these fun challenges and checklists. I know there's Sustainable Lafayette ran an Earth Day celebration and Mm -hmm. there's a Sustainable Walnut Creek, I believe. There's a sustainable Bay Area. How are you related to all these other organizations that sound like they ought to be related? That's a good question. We are kind of all buddies. Sustainable Contra Costa is unique in that we represent the whole county and we work on projects countywide. For example, we have a grant right now to work in the East County like Antioch and Pittsburgh to help with clean air initiatives. We work over several cities at once with the local governments and oftentimes with a lot of other nonprofits who are doing the same thing. We all put our hats in together and try to work on how do we make the air cleaner for this community. We're doing that right now. And then on the flip side, programs like Sustainable Lafayette or Sustainable Moraga will do things specifically within their community. And Sustainable Lafayette, for example, does things like they fund Boy Scout projects to make owl boxes throughout Lafayette. Or they helped a elementary school or middle school do a no idling campaign. And so they're doing very specific things within their community, which is awesome. And we all help each other out. Like we went to their Earth Day event. Mm -hmm. They help us volunteer at different places. We're all kind of working toward the same goal, just on, you know, maybe a little bit different levels. We, I don't know if this makes a big difference. We have a paid staff. We have about six part-time employees, and a lot of times the Sustainable Lafayettes and the Sustainable Moragas are all... They're all volunteer? Yes. I think Sustainable Lafayette has one part-time paid person, but otherwise they're all volunteer. Mm -hmm. So everything we've talked about is essentially what I as an individual human can do. Yeah, exactly. It's trying to get individual households to take actions... I think when people think of climate change actions, they're like, well, there's not much I can do because I can't change what my state is using for their electricity or 
what we're trying to prove is that there's so many actions you can take within your own world that you really can make a difference. And if people all are working together to do these things, it adds up. And that, that's what we want. I do think that people get discouraged and it's yeah. hard to deny climate change is happening all around us at this point. And it's easy to say, I don't count. Nothing I can do. Or, yes. Or it's, it's such a small thing that I can do that it doesn't count. And I think you are fighting against that if I hear you right. I think that's a very normal feeling that people have. And so I have this plastic bag example that I show them that's visual. And it's showing that there's been studies that, you know, California requires everybody to use reusable bags now, right? And most other states don't do that. It's not a universal or it's not a, a U.S.-wide thing. So I was saying, you know, when California said, hey, we have to use reusable bags, that saved 500 single-use bags per year per person. And if someone what? shops... Wow. yeah considering how many bags you get each time you shop and how many times you shop in a year. You know, if you think about that, that's 500 bags. And then if someone shops for 60 years of their life from when they're 20 to they're 80, that's going to save 30,000 bags. And if a community does this, so half, say half of the California adult population shops, that's 12 million people times 500 bags per person, that's 6 billion plastic bags saved. It seems like, oh, wow, you know, I'm not making a big difference. But when you look at it in those terms, you are making a huge difference. What's happening with transportation, which is kind of the bete noire of the suburbs? <laughs> yeah, the transportation conversation is interesting because by, what is it, 2035, that California, you cannot have a new gas car sold. You, mm -hmm. you have to have all electric cars being sold. Honestly, that's not totally my expertise. The only thing that I've heard that is a big challenge is we have to have our electrical grids be able to keep up with everyone switching to electric. So that's a big thing for our electric companies to try to figure out. It's not like there's a silver bullet solution to all of this. And I think transportation is still going to be a mix of things. And the fact that we have public transportation in our area is super lucky. The fact that a lot of our cities are dry, are walkable or bikeable, and now electric bikes are coming out, like the, those are all good solutions to consider to outside of cars. It's a tough nut to crack, that's for sure. Yes. And the other thing too, with the water, you know, we had so much rain this year, which is amazing. We, we needed that. I know it caused flooding and other issues. We work with both water districts in our county and both of them are saying, you know, just because we had an amazing rain year, we're out of the drought for most of our state. We still want to preach the message of being conservative with water because we can't guarantee that this is going to continue happening. So in general, with all of these sustainability actions, it's just kind of changing people's mindsets on the way to live. Like if you ha can have a drought resistant yard, that's better. If you can use your gray water system with your laundry, that's better for you too. Like always being conservative with our resources is still the answer, even though we got so much rain this year, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk <laughs> about before we wind it up? 
I guess if anybody wants to get involved with us, we're always looking for volunteers. We do a lot of different events throughout the county. For example, we will go to Concord has an awesome Spring Fest event that we had a table at this year, or we just did an event in Richmond and in Pittsburgh, and we do Earth Day events all around the county. We're always looking for people to help table with us and just spread our message. And so our website is sustainablecoco.org. It's C-O-C-O for Contra Costa. So sustainablecoco.org. And there's a tab that says get involved with us. And so if people want to volunteer with us, we'd love it. If people want to come to our events and just support us, we'd love it. We have that one I mentioned coming up September 19th, our awards gala to award sustainability heroes in our community. And if people want to just donate to us, we'd love that too. So if you go to our website, the sustainablecoco.org, there's different ways you can read to get involved with us. Okay. And I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes. That'd be great, Jean. I'd appreciate it. Well, thanks for being on the show. It has been a great episode and yeah, everybody go check out the website. Great. Thanks, Jean. And the more people can take sustainable actions within their home and in their own world, the better for our earth. Exploration Bay Area is an independent podcast. Find, subscribe, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Our website is linksploration.com, where you can listen to our archives, and there's also show notes, photos, and links to our guests. If you have feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at linksploration at gmail.com, and that's spelled L-I-N-K-S-P-L-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. Look for us on social media, also on Patreon. We are not in this to make money, but we do welcome donations to help with the cost of keeping the podcast on the air. We're Jean, Sharon, and Christy signing off until next time. Thanks for listening.